Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday. I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits. Each week, this podcast presents the latest news and analysis of topics related to affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. Today is Tuesday, November 18th, 2008, and this week we'll discuss the latest news from President-elect Barack Obama's transition team regarding the policies and players that will shape the incoming administration. We'll also check in on developments in Congress as lawmakers in Washington continue to consider strategies for shoring up the sagging economy. But first, we have breaking news. Last week, the IRS released guidance clarifying that the new 9% applicable percentage floor enacted under the Housing Assistance Tax Act of 2008 can be applied to a low-income housing tax credit property even if a taxpayer had made an irrevocable election on or before July 30, 2008, to apply an applicable percentage less than 9%. In Notice 2008-106, the IRS provides clarification on using the new 9% minimum applicable percentage for non-federally subsidized new buildings that are placed in service after July 30, 2008 and before December 31, 2013. This provision is provided under Section 3002A1 of the new law. This ruling was a welcome confirmation for those who were unsure about whether the 9% rate could be used by a project which had previously locked its rate at a lower percentage. A copy of the ruling can be found online at www.taskroadhousing.com by clicking on IRS Guidance in the LIHTC menu. Now, let's turn to our topic for this week and consider the latest developments in Washington, D.C. Despite rampant speculation about who will serve in the 44th President's Cabinet, President-elect Obama did not announce any cabinet appointments last week. As we discussed in last Tuesday's podcast, the affordable housing and community development communities are keeping a close eye on who will be named to several key positions, such as the Secretaries of the Treasury and Housing and Urban Development. The Financial Times reported last week that the selection of a Treasury Secretary will be President-elect Obama's most important appointment and that it is the one he's expected to make first. So far, the names on the short list for this position include former President Bill Clinton's Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers, former Federal Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker, and New York Fed Chairman Tim Geithner. Considerably less attention has been paid to the candidates for the next HUD Secretary, but this appointment will be watched closely by housing and community development professionals. A November 12th column in the Washington Post suggested Miami Mayor Manny Diaz, a political independent who endorsed Obama in the campaign, and Saul Ramirez Jr., a deputy head secretary under Clinton, were possible contenders for the position of head secretary. The New York Times reported that Congressman James Clyburn of South Carolina may be considered for the appointment, while the congressional newspaper The Hill named Atlanta Mayor Shirley Franklin as a possible head secretary candidate. The National Housing Conference last week reported that although it's not formally publicized, the HUD transition team consists of Roberta Actenberg, an economic and workforce development consultant and former assistant secretary for fair housing at HUD, Bruce Katz, the director of the Metropolitan Policy Program at the Brookings Institution and a former HUD chief of staff, and Javier Briggs, an associate professor of sociology and urban planning chairman at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and a former acting assistant secretary for the Department of Policy Development and Research at HUD. Historically, president-elects have rarely made cabinet appointments before December. We will continue to follow the decisions and announcements being made by the presidential transition team and keep you updated in future Tax Credit Tuesday podcasts. Now let's turn to Congress, where several returning lawmakers have been quick to set their priorities for the next session. 
Following the elections, a number of legislators announced the policies and issues that would be their top priorities in the 111th Congress. For example, Senator Chris Dodd of Connecticut announced on November 6th that he will continue to serve as the chairman of the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs in the 111th Congress. Chairman Dodd outlined several issues that his committee would focus on for the remainder of this Congress, as well as the next. He pledged that his committee would conduct intensive oversight of the implementation of the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act. In his statement on the 6th, Chairman Dodd said, quote, The primary legislative focus of the committee must and will be to modernize our nation's framework of financial regulation. If we are going to regain the confidence of investors, consumers, and businesses here at home and around the world, they must have confidence that our financial institutions are properly capitalized, regulated, and supervised. Close quote. Senator Dodd also vowed to renew the focus on the country's housing needs. In the statement, Senator Dodd said that there was a need to focus renewed attention on housing needs, that while it is understandable that the foreclosure crisis has been a primary preoccupation, the crisis in rental housing continues unabated. He said, and I quote, 17 million households spend more than half of their income to put a roof over their heads. Safe, affordable rental housing is not a luxury. And it is an absolute necessity if we expect our children to learn, their parents to work, and our economy to grow. Close quote. As we discussed briefly last week, Senate Energy Committee Chairman Jeff Bingaman of New Mexico recently announced that he planned to introduce bipartisan energy legislation in early 2009. In an editorial published in late October, Senator Bingaman said that as chairman of the Senate Energy Committee, he plans to push early and hard in the next Congress to return to an effective, bipartisan and comprehensive approach to energy policy. He said, and I quote, Despite the successes that we've had in this Congress and the last, there's a lot of work that remains to be done to secure an American energy future that is adequate, affordable, and clean. These pledges are encouraging, but listeners should take note that several issues may compete to become priorities and take precedence over issues related to housing, community development, and renewable energy. For example, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Max Baucus named comprehensive health care reform as his highest priority. This topic was raised as a major issue in the 2008 campaigns and is likely to remain a hot topic in the near future. In a statement made on November 6th, Senator Baucus noted that Finance Committee staff is briefing President-elect Obama's transition team on the plan, his health plan that is, and is committed to work with the new administration and with colleagues in Congress to move legislation forward next year. In a statement on November 12th, Senator Baucus unveiled his call to action for health care reform in 2009. In addition, specific tax credit issues will also have a tough time vying for attention as long as the health of the nation's economy remains at center stage. A flood of competing relief and stimulus proposals are welling up from both sides of the aisle. In addition to the legislation that has already been enacted, lawmakers are proposing relief packages to address the ailing auto industry, additional foreclosure prevention measures, and a number of additional tax relief provisions. We will continue to track these proposals and any other provisions that they include that may affect energy, housing, or community development tax credits. Before we conclude this week's podcast, I have a quick announcement about two upcoming workshops. Novograd and Company has scheduled two New Market Tax Credit Application Workshops. The first will be held on December 16th in Cleveland, with my partner Annette Stevenson leading the training. And another, a second, will be held on December 18th in San Francisco, 
with my partner Owen Gray leading the training. Both workshops will provide an overview of the allocation process, and they'll outline strategies for filling out a competitive application. Annette, Owen, and other instructors will describe how applications will be scored, and they'll discuss the components of a high-scoring application. This is an excellent opportunity for prior as well as first-time applicants to share ideas about what makes an excellent application. Details are available online at www.novaco.com events. We encourage you to register early as seats are limited. Well, this concludes this week's podcast. Please join us next week as we update you on the status of returned long-housing tax credits to state allocating agencies. There has been much speculation as to how many developers will return tax credits to their state allocating agency because they need more tax credits to make their project feasible at current lower tax credit equity prices, but they can't get the state to award them anymore without returning the credits that they have and reapplying in the next round. So, next week, we'll discuss a survey that we've conducted as to what's happening at some of the larger states in the country regarding return credits. I think the results of the survey will surprise you. Next week, we'll also preview some key panels at our upcoming West Coast and East Coast low-income housing tax credit conferences. First, we're in Las Vegas December 4th and 5th, and in January, we take the conference to Miami on the 8th and 9th. Both conferences will have unique debt and equity panels in that they will be filled with tax credit investors and lenders who want to underwrite new transactions and want to see more tax credit developments. They will also share with us what it takes to make a transaction shine in their eyes. And, not too surprisingly, it's not all about price. As our developer clients continue to face challenges in getting investor and lender interest regarding their tax credit developments, everyone is very aware that the market is very different, more different than it was even a few months ago. In this new, brave financing world, it's critical for developers to understand and to underwrite their transactions to generate maximum investor interest. So tune into our podcast next week. My partner Mike Morrison will chair the Las Vegas conference, and my partner Susan Wilson will chair the Miami conference. We hope you'll join us at one or both of the conferences. Well, this is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.